All right. Mm. <laughs> it's another day. Cheers. Cheers. We are drinking, well, we're sharing a bomber mm -hmm. of chocolate stout and sitting on our mm -hmm. patio outside and it is surprisingly quiet because it's nap time. Young's chocolate stout, right? Yeah, Young's chocolate stout. Mm, it's like a beer alicious milkshake. Mm hmm. And creamy. Malty. It foams in the mouth. <laughs> Is that a good thing? I guess. Because it could be if that's what you're into. Um, <laughs> it gives you rabies. <laughs> mm, rabies beer. Um, no, so we're just enjoying a nice cold beer. It's a beautiful sunny day in Albuquerque. It's supposed to be like 93 and it's already really hot outside. Really going to be 93? Yeah. Did you check my, the weather? No, my phone keeps telling me like it's some kind of emergency. It's like, hmm. hey, Lindsay, guess what? It's going to be a hot one today. And I'm like, right, is this a warning? Like, my like phone it, has literally never done that to me before. Is a hide your wives, hide your kids <laughs> yeah. scenario? I think so. Our kids are hidden inside where the air conditioning is for nap time. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going to hide because I'm your wife. Yeah. I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, thanks, Ryan, for the, the, the criticism. Not criticism, but the compliments on uh, the uh, the noise nay feedback <laughs> feedback feedback not the <laughs> whatever um we're on our porch mm -hmm. in the swing uh birds are out and no kids today no interruptions from kids luke's luke's playing a video game and again we're awesome parents we're awesome parents <laughs> <laughs> it's an educational video game we're like here you play this game we're gonna go ahead and drink some beer outside yeah it's really hot though to be fair it's probably better in there yeah Got the swamp cooler going. Yeah. When they do come out, I'll probably get the pool. Yep. The pool. Um, the waiting pool. The waiting pool. <laughs> Up and running. Yeah. But, uh, so we just went to this pretty cool spot. Well, we, I had tried to plan slash orchestrate a date for us this morning. Mm -hmm. And it, like typical Lindsay Dominguez fashion, like blew up in my face. But um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I wanted to ride my bike. I haven't ridden my bike in a long time. And so I was going to have us ride to a coffee shop in like Knob Hill in the university area. Mm -hmm. um, we started riding and I heard this noise and I'm like, what's that noise? Nah, it's fine. And then I kept riding and I'm like, what's that noise? And then it's a flat tire. It's a flat tire. <laughs> yeah. So we walked the mile back home and it was all right though. Like we had a, we got our exercise. Yeah. And then we got in the car and my mom's watching the kids. So we uh, ended up going to this really cool coffee shop called Velvet. Velvet. Velvet Coffee House in Old Town. Yeah, it was really cool. They have brick floors, uh, an adobe building. Everything's adobe in Old Town. Yeah. Um, and you know they had the, are those called vigas? Yeah, the wooden, the big wooden, wooden vigas. Um, and a really small, cozy spot. They had two church pews that I thought were from Crestview. <laughs> Crestview is my dad's old church. It's an old Baptist mm -hmm. church, and it's and they like... had, definitely had pews. It looked like the '60s puked all over it mm -hmm. in decor. Yeah, the '60s puked orange on uh, the Crestview pews, but the '60s puked green on these ones here. But they I were really, really liked nice. Them. Well, they were green velvet. They were like mm -hmm. green crushed maybe that's velvet. What, maybe pews. that's what will give them the idea of like, hey, we have two church pews. What should we do? They're oh, very let's, let's start velvety. a coffee shop. Let's start a coffee shop. So let's call can it sit velvet pews. Yeah. Well, they were velvety and deliciously puke green, which is actually mm -hmm. one of my favorite colors. Yeah. So I was down. Yeah, um, it was cool. It actually yeah. turned uh, my mood around because I was definitely pretty moody. Yeah, that's an understatement. If there was another word other than like bitchy <laughs> for men, I would use that, but I don't really know that there is. 
Um, we could talk. We could talk marriage, not only parenting, if you want. Oh, that might be a loaded conversation. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit grumpy. Yeah, I, I have. I haven't eaten. Um, my boys on the Bad Christian podcast they talk about uh, on a ketogenic diet. <laughs> Basically, I'm not sure they know that they're your boys. You keep saying that, but I'm not sure that they know. Oh, you know my homies. We hang out all the time. They just don't know it. Mm-hmm. Your special friends that my special don't friends don't know about you. They're kind of heretics, actually. Whoa, that's you know a what, big word. They're heretics. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Um, um, go ahead. They're those heretics you love to love. They, you love to love these heretics. Love to love to love you, love you. Uh-huh. Okay, Timbaland, the 90s? No? It's hip-hop? No. Nope. Google it. I will not. Um, but yeah, I know. So he was hangry, and we got there, and he was like stomping his little, well, they're not little, but big, <laughs> big manly feet. And, yes. um pouting a little bit in Old Town. I was like a grumpy Andre the Giant. Basically, yeah. And we're looking for this coffee house, and like we find it, and he's like, wow, I'll just have coffee. And I thought, yeah, right, they have breakfast burritos, he'll be I back. Didn't, I didn't see the menu for breakfast burritos, I just saw the pastries. I was going to tell him that there was breakfast burritos, but I knew he mm-hmm. wasn't going to hear me. And I'm, on, I'm doing ketogenic, because my, my body just likes, likes that. Well, my body, okay, my body loves bread. I love bread. My brain loves bread. Okay, Oprah. I love bread. I love bread. He does. I I I do. <laughs> this just turned out to be a love letter to bread. <laughs> but uh man cannot live on tortillas and sopapillas alone because then he will gain 500 pounds and his wife will divorce him and it's a sad story. I'm not that shallow. I mean, I wouldn't divorce you. Trust I'd me, you would be that shallow. Drive you to Little Anita's, emphasize on the little, yes. but you know. Um but uh yeah so he was hangry and then i knew he was gonna get a burrito when he saw the menu and he's like i'm getting a burrito and i was like all right and then he said do you want to eat anything and i was like no i'm good actually and he's like you should probably eat something and i'm thinking no you should probably eat something but well I no i was you. by this point i was in a better mood because i had i like i'm trying to figure out the grammar on the sentence i had had mm-hmm. okay or i had i had by this point i have drink drank uh entire cup of their delicious coffee and it got me in a better mood because yeah. it was really good coffee it's um they actually roast their coffee it's iconic coffee which is in santa fe they have a shop inside the um bookstore up there but then they this coffee shop in old town roasts iconic beans and their coffee is delectable mm. um i used to think that like humble coffee had the best vanilla latte uh in albuquerque but i am starting to think that maybe they have some competition because mm-hmm. the vanilla latte at Velvet Coffeehouse was delicious too yeah. and local. So there you have it. That's what we did this morning. Yep. We're and here I, now. <laughs> and I had my I had my breakfast burrito, which was pretty good. They, they I'm not going to go into that. That's boring. What the breakfast burrito was like. It was just tasty. My mood was better. Um, and I think it's cool how like I was thinking about this in the car on our way back, like. Lately, Albuquerque, to me, has been, like, a place of discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool when you feel like you can discover something new in your city. Yeah. I feel like that's been a long time coming, but there was a few years there where it was, like, I was just bored and there was nothing new. And We I didn't was really like, try either. Well, I think we had really little kids, like, really little kids, and we were kind of in a different phase of life maybe, too. Mm-hmm. Like, our pace was just different, but... We were getting used to the sacrifice of being a parent. Yeah. But now that we have a little bit of flex... 
like it's really nice to be able to discover our city again and like see what's popped up and like what's happening around and mm-hmm. we've had this crazy boom of like breweries in the mm-hmm. past like two years which is just it, and i guess coffee shops too yeah like there's a bunch of new coffee shops and i haven't even been to all of them and that's saying a lot because yeah. i freaking love coffee and i swear like mm-hmm. i go to every coffee shop all the time yeah here's what i think about albuquerque it's like we are like the ultimate underdog like we're expected to fill people who people who don't who, who grew up here like a lot of them get fed up they try they they leave or if they're like us we, they try to leave like we've tried to leave a couple times and it just hasn't worked out hence but the nickname the land of entrapment we were entrapped we're still but, entrapped but but, but we're i don't the best of it yeah i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing though Mm-mm. like we're finding you know cool spots we have good friends you know we have a good church we have good whatever like i think the difference too is like we've chosen to put our roots down Mm -hmm. like before we were always like running like roots up like we were never like okay with putting our roots down here Mm -hmm. we were always like nope we're gonna move to portland nope we're gonna move to california nope we're gonna move anywhere but here um but it was an it was an attitude of like i want something better yeah yeah and and it's like but now that we've actually made that conscious choice of like putting our roots here Mm -hmm. i feel like we've to be you know metaphorical we've tilled the ground and now we're seeing the like fruit of that right like friends and like community and Mm -hmm. like there's things about albuquerque that i really like and Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting going to portland and seeing the differences but i think it'll also be interesting to like think about where we're at in new mexico Mm -hmm. and kind of compare and see because a lot of the stuff i like about portland it's a beautiful landscape but like those things that i like could be anywhere the aesthetic of the city itself could be here in Albuquerque. Right. You know? Here's how I look at Portland. Portland is like Arcade Fire in like 1999, 98, or 2000, when nobody really knew them. They were like the hidden gem. But now they're like Arcade Fire after they won their Grammy. That's true. No, I, I totally get that analogy. <laughs> and everybody loves them. And everybody's like, oh, oh, wait. It turns out that there's a bunch of like hateful activity going on. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Portland... Um, I follow Gotti Schwartz, who's uh-huh. a, he's a local dude from Albuquerque, um, and he was he's a news he's a journalist. He used to work for KOB. Now he's like NBC Nightly News. He's like big big. He was deal. in LA for a while too. Wasn't he, he yeah he was doing uh, I think it's KNBC. Uh-huh. Is there that's their call letters KNBC? He's like okay. he was like re- he's a really good journalist. He's yeah, he, he's sure. done he's done he's done a lot of really good journalist work. But he was covering the Portland protests yesterday, and. Um, there was this guy who was wearing a shirt that was, I think it's called uh, Proud Boys. I, I heard about that. Yeah. yeah, so Proud Boys, and I looked, I, I had, I've never heard of Proud Boys, but I guess it's like a this weird uh, alt-right yeah, I don't know group. They they're like crazy, like pro-Trump, like anti-immigration, like it's like... Anti-fun? They hate everything fun? They hate everything. just every- kidding, I don't know that. <laughs> Whatever. But they were wearing the shirt, and then there were these guys and girls... Uh, just all in black with black masks and they had him surrounded and one dude from the crowd he's like he's like get the f out and he's like spraying silly string at his face and like there's like probably like 20 or 30 of these guys with black masks and black clothing just spraying this dude with silly string so well, Gotti Schwartz was covering oh, he was it. He was he was observing. He was he was being a journalist. Okay, I was just wondering if you were um, doing that to him because he is. But, I mean, his ethnicity. He's he's a brown dude. Like he's yeah. not. 
Despite not white. His, despite his Schwartziness. Despite his Schwartziness, yes. Mm -hmm. But it's it's it was interesting. Like not a lot of people had shared his post because it was, it was showing the ugly side of like the left. These were people who have like, who were very left thinking, who were at this protest, and they were basically like bullying and ganging up on this dude. Who I mean, I don't I don't agree with the alt right and like denying climate change and just agreeing with everything with Trump or whatever. But we but, say this all the time. What is, what is violence going to do? I mean, you're right. going to get violent and rowdy and crazy. Like your message gets totally muted. You mm -hmm. get silenced because people are looking at what you're doing, not what you're saying. Right. And like, you're not going to, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's what they're accomplishing by spraying silly string at this dude's face. And like, basically, yeah, no, that's, I don't know. That's, there's craziness on both sides, but right. we, we, we choose we choose what craziness we want to pay attention to. That's for sure. So I, so yeah. I retweeted the tweet. I, I don't I try not to like get involved with politics and stuff, but I, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, it's interesting. They they um they took away like fourteen different weapons and stuff mm -hmm. from the protest and I was looking at that and um, hmm. there's a fly trying to attack my face right now. Yeah. Um and I was looking at that and that was pretty crazy. Um bricks and clubs and <laughs> chains and stuff and I'm like geez yeah. you guys like I feel like when you go to a protest and maybe I'm just a little bit ignorant I don't know but like when you go to a protest you shouldn't be bringing like weapons with you I mean that's that's a great place to get angry yeah it's like what's your what's your motivation well where's your agenda like is it yeah. to use that weapon or is it to get a point across yeah people are people are so mad right now yeah people are super mad and that's so it's kind of crazy to me that this is happening in Portland Mm, it's not that crazy to me. I mean, I don't know Portland as well as you do. I, you know, I remember this kind of stuff happening during the WTO protests. What's the World Trade Organization? Mm -hmm. What Back kind of? Why, why were they protesting? That? Honestly, I I was not paying that much attention at the time. I was. You, you just know, wanted to protest because. You no, I didn't to... go. To, I didn't go to the WTO protests. Um, I don't protest things I don't understand. But, um, let me find some information on it because it was, it was around the time that I was a teenager. Nineteen ninety nine. Were you in high school? Uh, yeah, you were in high school. Yeah, you were uh, school. you were a sophomore. Yeah, they had protests in Seattle, but then that always trickles down to Portland. Like when Seattle does something big, Portland usually does it too. I um, wouldn't say that out loud. I don't want to make any Washingtonians upset or anything. No, that's 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 implying that. Um, that's don't, don't Portland people hate that? Yeah, saying kinda. that saying that like Seattle's like the big 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 Pacific Northwest brother. Well, Portland and Seattle are very different. Let me just okay. Here we go. <laughs> yes. Um, if you were going to do it in a generation way, like, Seattle would be Portland's bigger, like, like Generation X, like, yuppie brother. Hmm. You know, he's probably early 40s to mid 40s. He was pretty cool back in the 90s. He listened to a lot of grunge music. Hmm. And then he grew up, and now he has, like, a startup. Um, yeah, that's Seattle. <laughs> he, he drinks only the best coffee, though, now, because he's an adult, damn it. Um... Portland is like, is like Seattle's punk rock anarchist little brother who's still kind of angry at the man. Hmm. Um, so that anger trickles down, although I think it is probably a lot of the time in Portland misdirected. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there you have it. Although Portland, Portland and Seattle don't like to be compared to each other. No. At all. <laughs> but it's easy to like for it's somebody who's who grew up in New Mexico. I I can very easily like Portland is almost in Washington. Yeah, it's like, like yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. 
they're both Pacific Northwest. Well, it's like people call Vancouver, Washington. It's just like a part of Portland, really. It's not. Yeah. I mean, it's they're they're interchangeable to some geographic extent, but I think that people, Washingtonians and Oregonians, get very territorial about Seattle and Portland. It's like hmm. you don't. There's certain lines you probably just don't <laughs> cross. Yeah. Um, I could care less, honestly. Could it be compared like the Portland Seattle kind of to Albuquerque and Denver? Maybe. Well, I remember... Okay, yeah. So, like... Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when we were in Denver one time? We were at the... What was the brewery? Um, oh, that was the oh, Great Divide? Great Divide. Yeah, we were at the Great Divide Brewery having a beer. Talking with these dudes from Denver. And they're like... So... Like, they were all pretentious, like, bros. And they were like, uh, so... How, how's the elevation hitting you? I mean, how you doing? And we were like... Can you guys breathe up here? In the elevation? It's, like, so high. And now Albuquerque's, like, pretty low. And we were like, dude, we're from Santa Fe... <laughs> It's the highest elevated capital in the United States. Just because you call yourself like, yeah, a mile-high city doesn't mean I can breathe that, a little bit better here, actually. I don't you're know. You're actually the highest city. Yeah. So it was kind of funny because they were just like, they thought that they were like it. And yeah. And we were like, no, actually. I do like Denver. Like, I do like it. But yeah, it's, they're, they're more established. It's a metro- metropolitan, like, area. A lot of people from Denver and Portland, I would say, are pretty, like, the same type of people. Yeah. Interchangeably, so. Mm-hmm. And then I, I've noticed, we, they call it, like, the trifecta. I don't know who they is, but I've noticed there's, like, this little, like, triangle of mm-hmm. migration from, it's, like, Portland to Austin, Texas to Denver. And hmm. it, it's just, like, it's always that, I, it's very interesting to me. Well, when I was in the Burt's uh, hipster scene back in 2005, 2006, the, the, the triangle was Portland, Albuquerque, San Diego. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I know some people that have moved to San Diego, too, so I guess mm-hmm. that makes sense. Or San Francisco. There's probably a lot of triangles. I'm sure. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know a lot of people from Portland who end up going to Arizona. or who Why? Up, uh, because it's the complete opposite. <laughs> so when, when uh, in Genesis 1, when God created the world, he created Arizona, and he said, nobody shall live here. I'm going to make it 120 degrees every day so that nobody guys. lives there. Not livable. And then there are these sinners who decided they wanted to hate God and they live in Arizona because they sin. I don't know. And now they live in a, <laughs> in a brimstone and hellfire place called Phoenix. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's... Just kidding, Phoenix. <laughs> we like you, but we're not going to live there. <laughs> Unless you pay me a lot of money. Then I'll live there. Refrigerated air would be nice. One time I went swimming in Phoenix in the summer, and it was like swimming in a hot tub. It was not even refreshing at all. Sounds fun. It was hot and just like not good. (laughs) I can't even like... I don't remember who told me this. Maybe Maybe it was Scott... Your parents' friend, Scott Bullock. Scott Bullock. What up, Scott Bullock? Or maybe it was my. If you're listening. My uncle Jesse from the from uh, Full House, um, who told me that one time it got so hot that the glue melted uh, on their windshield, and the and they came out to like drive their car, and the windshield collapsed inside their car. That is God's way of saying, "Go somewhere else." Yeah. Go anywhere else. Yeah. Don't live here. A lot of people think Albuquerque's that hot too. Yeah, it is pretty warm, it's but it's warm, not like it's not, it's not like Phoenix hot. It's high desert. We're not we're not the same. It's not like a it's not a dry heat. Okay, can I get a little <laughs> weather nerd on you just for like two seconds? You have our entire marriage. Why stop now? <laughs> so Santa Fe's record high, record high. What would you say it is? 
Santa Fe, New Mexico. Santa Fe? Mm-hmm. Mm. Record high temperature. I'd say it's probably in the 90s. Well, you guessed right. It's 99. Really? I was going to say 97. Well, up until two years ago. The, oh. the record had been standing for like decades of 99 degrees. They'd never broken 100 degrees, but like two years ago, they, they, hit, they hit 100. I feel like I remember that yeah. vaguely. Yeah, I think I remember hearing about that in the news. And we mm-hmm. were up there one of those weekends, probably yeah. like a couple of jerks. Mm. I do love Santa Fe, though. I, I do, do too. It's a little bit... I get a, I get a weird kind of feeling when I'm up there. It's a deep. There's a deep rooted cultural rift there, and I think it's pretty obvious when you go. And I'm not trying mm-hmm. to get all like Sedona, Arizona, on you. I'm just gonna keep bashing Arizona the entire time. <laughs> there's no vortex or anything like that. But there you can, might be. There might. Well, it just hasn't been discovered yet. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of new age stuff, um, but like, there's definitely like a cultural tone there mm-hmm. that is heavy and I know what you mean when you say like it feels a little funky because it, it is it's like you have extreme wealth and like artists and all these very artsy types and you know like really nice galleries and all this mm-hmm. Canyon Road but then you have extreme poverty too and it's like it's really strange Santa Fe has a lot of history mm-hmm. and I see I'm I'm, a, I'm kind of a science guy a little bit but it's weird. Well, I'm a science guy, but I don't know if this is all in my brain. I am a science teacher. <laughs> I don't know if this is all in my brain or what it is, but I I definitely feel I okay, this might sound weird. I feel the past there. No, I don't. There's a lot weird. of history going on there. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of everything. Like No, I, I get you. I get you. Like Pueblo Indians were settled there, then the Spanish came and well, it's know. also got some deep-rooted culture where, like, you walk down certain streets in Santa Fe, and they literally have not changed in a couple hundred years. They look the same as they did, minus the paved road. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's the same street it was 200 mm-hmm. years ago. The only difference is, instead of a carriage pulling Santa Fe's a horse, 400 years old. That's what I'm... I know, but they were a yeah. state. Okay, yeah. But, do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the La Fonda, you see a picture of it, like, back in the early the turn same of the thing. century. It's the same building. It's right. The only thing that's different is the street is paved versus mm-hmm. dirt. Yeah. Um, it's almost like you're stepping into just, like, a deep ingrained past. We went there one Christmas time um, and saw La Posada, or mm-hmm. Los Posadas. How do you say it? Posadas? I don't know. You know more Spanish than I do. I know, but I don't know what it's called. I, I think, think it's Las Posadas. Las Posadas. It's around Christmas time, and it's a tradition where in the square, in the plaza, because a lot of Spanish-influenced cities and places have these like main areas called plazas, and then mm-hmm. that's um, where the people used to gather. And, that's and, like the center of your community. Yeah. That's where you met your... You, you went for a walk. Actually, this is kind of crazy. My grandpa... Like when I was a kid, he would go, he would say, hey, grandson, you want to go for a walk in the plaza? I'm like, yeah, let's go, grandpa. And he didn't call anybody and say, hey, let's let's meet this time, this time. He didn't text them or Snapchat them. He just like, he told me, hey, do you want to go for a walk? And we'd go for a walk and for sure, like he would run into somebody he, would know, he knew. We would sit on the bench. I would chase pigeons because I was a kid and I loved chasing pigeons and they were everywhere. And he would sit and... and but that's their cultural social thing. Mm-hmm. That's the, the spot. That's where people were at. Right. Um, and it's just interesting because you you see that. And, like, so we're at Posadas, and we're in the plaza. It's wintertime, and it's chilly up there in the winter. Um, even though it's New Mexico, no, it's not a desert. Uh, and they have these, like, it's like a tradition where there's, like, a 
it's like a parade in the street with candlelights. It comes from the church. Mm-hmm. Oh, by plazas, there's always usually a big church too, like a Catholic yeah. church. Mm-hmm. That's what they're based around. Um, so there's like the the parade coming out. They usually parade a saint around, depending on the time of year and the holiday or the feast that they're having. And then um, they were singing, and then they go around to each of these little buildings in the plaza, and there's people on the roof that are dressed up like different, um, the three wise men, and like... There was, wasn't, wasn't like the devil one of yeah, them? Yeah, there was like Satan. It's like it's like a Catholic thing, but they were singing songs, and then it, it's to imitate Joseph and Mary, like knocking on the doors and asking hmm. if there's room at the inn, and then at each spot that's one of the inns, there's like a right. song and a thing. It was really cool to see, because... Hmm that's a super cultural thing like right. i i didn't grow up with stuff like that right it was fun though it was really fun i loved it It was fun that's that's kind of why like i'm so i'm not gonna be catholic ever but like they have a lot of really community-based sort of traditions oh yeah like they do things as a community like the palapasadas is one of those things like you do that with your family you know you're you're thinking about um you know jesus's birth and all this other stuff and and as you're going around, you're kind of reenacting, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's ritualistic, but then there's a lot of deep grain tradition in there too, which I mean, for family, can be mm-hmm. really beautiful. Yeah. Um. Here's one thing I really like about Catholic churches. Every time you walk into a Catholic church, every Catholic church has the Stations of the Cross, and I don't know, I don't know um, uh, much about what they like. If there's any like Catholic meaning to that. But like, like when I walk into a Catholic church, I'm reminded of like Jesus's death and like the sacrifice that he did, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. I thought I thought it was. I think it's really a cool thing that every church, that every Catholic church has these, and you're reminded of it every every single time you walk in. I don't know. I can definitely and, see the beauty yeah. and the value of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, in our in our evangelical churches that we've been going to, like we're reminded of donuts. But, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's... I get it. I think that it's cool to live in a place where there's so much history. Like, I don't know. I grew up in in Oregon, and yes, there's history, but I would say it's way different. And, I mean, really everything's like the Oregon Trail. Well, in in Oregon, it's it's a very intellectual community, I would say, isn't it? Uh, Like, there's a lot of people who are college-educated. I would say in the Um, Portland metro area. I don't know about the rest of the state. People who are college-educated tend to be less religious, don't they? Yeah, I think typically, but... So, I mean, would you say that... I would be interested to pull some statistics on that. Would you say Portland is less religious than New Mexico? Yeah, but I would say it's a cultural thing. I mean, I think a lot of people in New Mexico are, quote-unquote, like, culturally Catholic. Maybe they're Mm -hmm. not really, like, super religious, but they're Catholic because that's what they've been for a couple hundred years in their family. It's more traditional rather than, like, a spiritual decision. Yeah. My grandma was like hardcore Catholic. Yeah. Like, and I, I, a heat <laughs> I respect my grandma though because like all of her kids went went Calvary and <laughs> and and she was like, you know, she 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 stayed her course. You know She's what I mean? Tried and true. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. It's an interesting discussion. My my mom was raised Catholic, and then my grandma was Catholic. She went to Catholic school, and my great grandma was supposed to be a nun um but then she met my great grandpa and obviously was not a nun because mm-hmm. i'm here um thanks great grandma <laughs> <laughs> for not being a nun thanks for not listening to the lord grandma <laughs> Stop it. um no I'm, I'm glad she didn't become a nun because 
you know, that would have yeah. changed the course of many things. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I get the tradition. I get the beauty of it. New Mexico has a lot of really beautiful Catholic churches from the time that the Spanish came over here. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's a very political topic here, especially. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of bloodshed, and I'm not saying the Spanish came and did the right thing by trying to make the Native Americans Catholic. Yeah. I'm simply saying that the architecture and the art. The three Gs. Really You've ever heard of the three Gs? What are the three Gs? Gold, God, and glory? Well, God, gold, and glo- and glory. glory. Yep. I went to school, bro. <laughs> I learned my social studies. Yeah. Three G's. I would say they were after the glory first. Maybe the gold Not first. Not the gold for Spain. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the three G's. Are their names like Jose and like... Jose's of the J. Of the J. No, but I mean they're G's. Like they're homies. Like OG's. You know? No? Gangsters? Yeah. Oh, okay. Jose and Pablo and like... Yeah. Skinny P. <laughs> that's that's some Breaking Bad reference for you right there in New Mexico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well. I think we're running out of stuff. And I think we're out of beer, so we this is the perfect beer. time to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, Until. Internet. All right, Internet. You have a good... Um, Cyber day. What is today? Monday? Is sure. it Cyber Monday? Nope. It's not for like another couple months. Mm-hmm. All right. Peace. Peace out.